Welcome to the Tell It Abs It Is podcast, your home for everything Colorado Avalanche on the Hockey Podcast Network. Here's your hosts, Griffin Youngs and Christian Boulay. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Tell It Abs It Is podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Griffin Youngs, joined by Christian Boulay as always starting our player review slash preview series for about the next month or so. So most of these are going to be pre-recorded, but this one's as pretty up to date as it's going to get. You're going to be hearing this tomorrow pretty much by the time this comes out. For the rest of them, though, there's a chance some of them are going to be out of date. For example, we know Eric Carlson's on the Penguins right now, and that's probably the last significant bit of news that we're going to get for the next little bit and probably not much on the abs front for the next little while. So in case some of you did not hear what we're doing on some of the last episodes, here's how this is going to go. We're going to be giving you probably every other day or so a little bit of a bite-sized episode, 30 minutes long, maybe 40 if we're going overboard, maybe a little less for some of the, the more depth guys, but we're going to be going in-depth on every player in the lineup and having an episode dedicated to them over the next couple of weeks pre-recorded and just to give us a little bit of time to reset our brains but also make sure that we are still delivering you guys some content and so we can just hop right into it and start with the big man himself Nathan McKinnon this team would have been screwed without him last year in every sense of the word the few times we were without Nathan McKinnon they were saved by Miko Rantanen and then towards the end of the season he put the team on his back there's no other way to put it yeah you put it perfectly where he missed what like 10 games I think is what yeah. he ended up missing he ended up playing 71 games so, so he missed 11 games 11 games and in those 11 games those were probably the darkest times uh as <laughs> as Avs fans in the season it was it was tough to watch but what Nathan McKinnon did this year You'd have to imagine if he finished, he played all 82 games, probably would have been a heart finalist. Probably. I mean, it's just so funny. Like he missed 11 games. Like that's not even that much yet. We talk about it. Like he missed half the season. He missed 11 games. If he plays the other 11, he definitely hits 120. I would say, I feel like that's a pretty safe bet. Instead, he finishes with 111. He has 42 goals, 69 assists, 111 points. And you look at the late stretch of the season for him. It's It started the same way most McKinnon seasons do. Going into the new year, he had eight goals. And he <laughs> finished with 41 on the season because that's just what he does. He starts the season a little slow on the goal-scoring front, and then it just seems like he scores every single night, throw a couple yeah. of hat tricks in there. That's what I'm saying, man. If he can start a season where he plays like he does after the first of the year. Like, it's not a question if, if if he's going to win the the MVP, it's just win. Because it it is always hilarious to look at his stats the first two months of the year and it's like McKinnon's shooting 2.2%. Like he's going to eventually start scoring and then he'll end the year with a 10% save or shot percentage. Like he is incredibly consistent when you look at his career of where his shooting percentage is at. Like his lowest was 6.37 that's the lowest his shooting percentage has ever been. And ever since, like, what would you say McKinnon's year was that he really came onto the scene? 20, the 2017? Year. Yeah, because he had that low shooting percentage year at 6.37. That was 
the dark year where yep. everything went wrong and even went wrong for McKinnon as well. 53 points in 82 games. Then the next year, he finishes with 97 in 74 games, drags this team to the playoffs and doesn't win the heart somehow. Yeah, doesn't win it. But he is that's just what McKinnon's going to do. Like he ends the year this past year with 42 goals, 16 assists. The first time he's ever reached 100 points in his career, which like it's just a crime that he hasn't been able to do it because you just look back on these years and it's like, oh, I remember why he finished with. Uh, only like 99 points one year. And that's just because he didn't score in the last game. Like you remember all these ones in the 2019, 2020 season where the season was cut short. He had 93 points. Like he was on base for 120 points. This should have been his fifth season of hundred points, right? It should have been. You look at the, the 2017, 2018 year, he missed about eight games that season and finished three points short of hundred. He played all 82 the next season and finished with 99 Then the next season was the COVID-shortened season where he played 69 games and finished with 93. And then the year before last year, the cup year, he finished with 88 points in 65 games. Dude, I don't remember him missing that much time in the cup year. Right? Well, the thing was, it wasn't extended periods of time. He He would play two games and then like miss one. It wasn't like this year was just all at once. It was spread out over the course of the entire season. Now, now my memory is very refreshed on that, but if he played all 82, absolutely would have hit a hundred points. And then this year, even still missing time, he finally does it and he crushes it. You know, we were just talking about his shooting percentages late in the season, how many goals he scores. Remember how many games we played in April? Shit. Was, it was like 17 or 18, right? In April. So it was in April. Oh, yeah. it was eight. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. In the right, re- in the regular season, it was eight games. he, in eight games had 10 goals, which is only tied for March for most goals in a month where they had 16 games. Yeah, he was unreal. I mean, I, I still remember the last game of the year when he had that hat trick against the Predators. Like yeah. that was an all time Nathan McKinnon performance. Like the the first goal was that or I think it was the second one where he split the two defenders and just destroyed Lankinen and gave the like if it wasn't for him they would have lost the division and we would have faced the wild in the first round like he yeah. was so fucking good in the last part of the season and even in the playoffs like you look at what he did literally Seattle's one goal was to stop Nathan McKinnon that was all they were trying to do and because, they couldn't do it and they couldn't do it and if he had any help any help it would have been a totally different playoffs but I mean, you look at the playoffs, he finishes with, now I got to do quick math in my head, one, three, four, six, seven points in seven games. Yep, point per game. Finished with three goals in that series and finished with probably like a million shots in that series. Him and Rantanen were the only guys producing at the end of the day. I love the fact you look at his time on ice for those two. Like every single game was over 20 minutes, which for a forward is ridiculous. His lowest was game one, which was 20 minutes. And it only goes no, up. No, no. Oh, yeah, you're right. That was game one. I'm looking at this the wrong way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was looking at game seven. I was like, dude, you played 25 minutes. <laughs> yeah, like 25 minutes in game seven after he played 27 minutes in game five. Yeah. It it, it was truly the Nathan McKinnon and Miko Rantanen show all year. And the thing with McKinnon is you look at that and like what he did last year, you look at it and you go, he can be better. Like he still can be better, which is crazy to think about yeah i mean he's still 27 right now he'll be 28 in less than a month but he's in the prime of his career 
right now. He can very feasibly, if he plays all 82 games this season, playing like he did last year and with more help, he'll crush 120. For He'll crush 111, which he had this season. Like 130 is definitely on the table for him. Oh, it's definitely on the table for him. I just, it it's one of those things where I almost want him not to go as crazy this year because that means we're getting more help, if that makes sense. I mean, they don't have to be mutually exclusive. He can go crazy and everyone else is good. That's true. Do you think there's any way possible he can uh, beat Peter Stastny's uh, franchise record for 139 points in a year? That's a tall order. I mean, he'd have to really go crazy. He'd have to be on the pace he was on in April for 82 games. Okay. Well, Spenzone, what about just for abs then? Joe Sackick, 120. He can do that. He I think he can't do it. He, def- he can definitely do that. He probably would have done it last year if he played the other games. Yeah. If he plays 82 games, yeah. I'd say 120 is my expectation for 82 game season, which is I just find that so funny that 120 points now in the NHL is like, that's feasible. (laughs) Remember when when Jamie Ben won the art Ross with like 87 points. That's what I'm saying, man. Like it's crazy how far hockey's come. And even if McKinnon probably gets 120 points, he'd probably be like what fifth in scoring in the league. Yeah. Like Like, McDavid's probably going to hit like 150, 160. Like Like he, like he might hit 130 and still be like 20 points back. Yeah, and that's just uh, – if we get a 130-point season from Nathan McKinnon, that would be ridiculous, but I don't think it's crazy to think that he can do that. I really don't. It's really not. Like, it might sound crazy to hear, but you look at what he's done in the past. He's been on these paces before, and yeah, it sounds like a lot, but if he gets better and has more help this season and stays healthy, I mean, it might be a little high. But it's it's not a stretch to say that he can do that. I don't think it's a stretch, and it's just it, – we talk about it every year where you just need Nathan McKinnon to start a year strong when it comes to his goal scoring. And he always seems to come out the gates a little bit slower, but he picks up near the end. If he can start like even mediocre in the season and gets has like 12 goals before the end of December, 50 is a real possibility for him. Yeah, I think he is going to hit 50 this season. I mean, I think he is probably going to start the season a little hotter than normal. I mean, he had three goals in October, three in November, and he got hurt in December. He scored two goals in four games after that. If he's staying healthy, I mean, we've kind of seen like 50 doesn't even really mean anything anymore. It's crazy. Now that you have players cracking 60 on the regular, it seems like 60 is kind of the new benchmark. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to get to 60. I I don't don't. think so. Yeah, I, think, I, think, I think that's Rantanen's job to get to six. Yeah, there's just too much talent on this team when it's like, would you consider McKinnon more of a playmaker or is he a goal scorer? Because I, I think he he goes like back and forth. Like there's moments where it's like he's trying to be a playmaker, but then he also shoots the puck 12 times a game. So it's like, what what, what are we thinking he is here? I think the answer is yes. <laughs> okay, I like that answer. It's just... You know what? We'll put it simple. He's just really fucking good at hockey. He does everything well. Yeah. He's he is one of the I don't know how to describe this. One of the edgiest players in the game where he he plays with a certain amount of ferocity that not right. a lot of other players have with the amount of talent that he has. There are very few players that have that snapshot off of the rush that Nathan McKinnon has. Very few players that have the acceleration. McDavid might have him in speed, but 
no one accelerates like Nathan McKinnon. When he gets ahead of steam, there's a good chance he's not going around you. He's going straight your chest and bowling you over. Yeah, it's different because I think him and McCarr are on that same level when it comes to skating, but McCarr does it more, he does it in a more finesse way. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's, he's way more finesse with it where McKinnon, like you said, he's just like straight line speed. (laughs) He's just going to either run you over or dangle between you. And that's, that's where he's at, but it's going to be the first year of his new contract. He's going to be the highest paid player in the NHL for what? Another six months. Probably. We'll see. We'll see when Matthews signs that extent, he might not even start the season as the highest paid player. I mean, he will be for this season, but. If Matthew signs for 13, then we're not going to have that conversation about right. the highest paid player. Well, Which and it's honestly, just, I think would be nice just because when you have that the highest paid player moniker, I feel like there's just so many more eyeballs on it. I would love for it to be Matthews in Toronto, no less. No one would care about McKinnon's 12.6 anymore. Yeah, it's just, I, I think it's going to be like, this could be one of Nathan McKinnon's best years coming up. And he's had a lot of really good years. And I agree, like having that that highest paid player in the league thing is uh, is tough. But also what Connor McDavid was the highest paid player for the last four years. Yeah, for okay. pretty, pretty significant. It's not going to bother McKinnon. No. I'm just saying for my sake that people are going to be annoying about it. Regardless. Yeah, you just don't McKinnon want to, we, we just don't want to get trolled about it. Yeah, McKinnon doesn't care. But it's also I think it's worth having the conversation about is like, you kind of need McKinnon to keep up the pace yeah. on this team. And it should not be lost of the absurdity of talking about expecting a 120-point season. Because you go back to some of his splits from last season. There are 45 wins that Nathan McKinnon played in. He had 89 points in those. He played in 21 losses, and he had 17 points in those. He was a plus 52 in wins and a minus 22 in losses. Hot take, star player important to team, but... This team lives and dies by Nathan McKinnon. If he's not having a good night, odds are this team is not going to win without him because their depth is better than it was last year, I think. On paper, it is. On paper, it is. I think it's better. I don't think it's good enough to overcome a goose egg night from McKinnon. Not yet. Not yet. And it's going to be that those stats you just riled off were crazy, but it makes so much sense. I mean, because McKinnon, what, led the league in five-on-five scoring this year, too? By a, By a pretty wide margin, yeah. yeah. Like, it was crazy. So if you th- you think maybe there's a little bit of a regression in the five-on-five points, but you'd have to imagine his power play points get go up a notch, too. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I just think five-on-five, Nathan McKinnon, is probably the most dominant player in the league. I mean, McDavid and Dreisaitl, they just have their own thing on the power play. Yeah. and. Goals are goals. I'm not I'm not at all minimizing what the Oilers do on the power play, but McKinnon missed 11 games and he handily won the even strength scoring race. And it wasn't but it wasn't it was Pasternak, wasn't it? It wasn't even McDavid in second. It was I'm either Pasternak or Carlson. I couldn't remember. I know they're I know they were all up there. I, I couldn't remember if it was actually McDavid that was no. going going toe to toe at five on five. Yeah, but regardless, McKinnon at five on five is is an animal. And it was, it was Pasternak. It was all of, so it was McKinnon, Pasternak, McDavid, Carlson. Interesting. Interesting. So you're telling me Connor McDavid's a power play merchant is what you're saying. The, fact, <laughs> the facts are out there. Make your own conclusions. Yeah, it's 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 going to be interesting to see what this year is, because I think not only us, but I think a lot of Avs fans have high expectations for McKinnon this year. 
Hey everybody, hope you've been enjoying this episode so far, interrupting to bring you a word from our sponsor at DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN to bet $5 and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Massachusetts. Call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelpline.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY at 467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of the Boot Hill Casino and Resort. In West Virginia, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or fit or visit www.1800gambler.net. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races. In Connecticut, help is available for gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. One boost per game. Eligible opt-in required. Max bet 50. 10 leg reg for 100% boost. Eligibility wagering and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at DraftKings.com slash baseball terms. Now, back to the episode. Yeah, I think I, everyone has high expectations for Nathan McKinnon, and he's got the contract to back that up. He's got the points to back that up. He's got the awards to back it up. He's got the Stanley Cups. But it's a hot take that you've got coming into this season that Nathan McKinnon is going to win the heart as the MVP. I really think it's going to happen this year, man. I, I do. And the reason why is because exactly what we've said this whole episode so far. If he can start a season mediocre, and go into December with 15 goals, 50 is not out of the question for him. I, I think 120, 125 points is going to be huge for him. And I do think there's going to be a little bit of voter fatigue with Connor McDavid. Like it, it again, there is no shame in saying Connor McDavid is the best player in the world. No, but no. he can't win every MVP. They're just not going to do that. I think the and, thing with McDavid is he has to not top what he's already done. Because this year, McDavid had 153 points. If he has 140, people are going to look at that as, oh, step back. It's a down year. <laughs> yeah, it's a down, down year. <laughs> Therefore, it's time to give it to someone else like McKinnon. It's like when they gave it to Matthews. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's just going to be I, – I think he's going to be able to do it. And it's actually crazy to think about it. Like I'm looking at his career stats. He's almost at seven, 760 points. We're, what, two years away potentially from hitting him hitting 1,000 points? Like that, that's pretty fucking crazy if you look at it. Um, and I just really think that he's going to one take this loss to Seattle. If there's anything we've learned about Nathan McKinnon, he is one petty ass motherfucker. Um, and he looks for anything to motivate him. Like, there's a reason why he's friends with Sidney Crosby. Like, I imagine that friendship has to be one of the worst friendships of all time because they're probably just constantly trying to one up each other. Yeah. I imagine they are. I imagine Nathan McKinnon getting his ankles broken by Crosby. What was that, like his rookie year? Yeah. I, I bet he still thinks about that, and he's never gotten over it. Well, he's a psychopath that way. Yeah, he's but crazy. He's going to take this loss very personally, and he's going to come out with an vengeance this year. And I think he's going to get 50 goals. I do. I think he's going to get 50 goals. And I, I think he's going to get 130. 
points. I really do. I, I think he's going to play 78 games because you know he's going to – like they'll load manage him a couple games where if he's yeah, a little and, dinged and up, like, those like, guys get sick. Guys, yeah. they get bumps and bruises along the way. And if it's like game 45, you probably yeah. shouldn't be playing him if he's not 100%. So, like, he's probably going to miss a game or two here or there. It's unreasonable right. to expect you're going to play every single night. Yeah, and I don't think he will, but I think you look at it like you said, when it comes to the MVP voting, if McDavid takes a step back to 140 points, they're going to look at it that way. Do we really think Pasternak's going to be able to do what he did last year again with all the talent that's left Boston Without this offseason? Bergeron, I mean, there's two ways it's going to go for Pasternak. Either it's going to unequivocally put him at the top of heart voting right. or knock him out entirely. Right. And I'm leaning more towards it's going to knock him out entirely. I yeah, still think I he's going to have a good still going to be great. He's still probably yeah. still going to have over 100 points, probably over 50 goals again. But yeah. are the Bruins going to be good enough to, right. to justify him being in that conversation? Right. And Matthew Kachuk was the other finalist. He had a great year. But again, like, is he going to get 115 points? I, I don't know. I, it's possible, but I, I don't yeah. know. So you look at it and like other heart finalist potential, like I think Austin Matthews has a bounce back year. But also at the same time, I don't know if he's going to be MVP level. Jason Robertson's like a sneaky one. It's he, kind of a it's kind of a stacked field this year. Yeah. So like it, it might it not be like depending on how things go, it might not be McDavid or McKinnon who wins right. it. Because like, what's Jack Hughes going to be this year for the? Oh Bills? geez, yeah, that's true. Jack Hughes could get 140 points this year. <laughs> like, I think that's in the realm of possibilities. And it's like, like it's just so weird. Like Nikita Kucherov had 113 points this year, and I just think no one mentioned it at all. He had like the no. quietest dominant season I've ever seen. Well, because he has what two MVPs or just one? I think one. I think just one too. Yeah, I think you're right. He was in between McDavid. Um, but yeah, I didn't even realize he had 113 points. Exactly. So he, he was tied with Pasternak. Oh, that's hilarious. It's just because, yeah, I don't know why that's hilarious to me. But um, I, I think McKinnon has a realistic shot this year. One, because he hasn't won one. And if he has the type of year I expect him to with 50 goals and 130 points, I think they're going to give it to him. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, it's going to be tough. He's going to have to if, – if he does win it, I'm going to say it's probably going to be barely because – I think it's going to be such a stacked field. McDavid's always going to take up votes. And it's like I've said, there's so many good players on this team that I feel like we get docked points that a McKinnon can't win because, well, he has McCarr and he has Rantanen on his line. How how great is he really? How much is it he just has great teammates? Meanwhile, McDavid and Dreisaitl are one and two. One and two in front it's a double standard for sure, but I think that's just what it has to be with McKinnon is he has to leave no doubt. It has to be essentially a perfect season and make it apparently obvious that this is the most valuable player in the NHL. I mean, the the award also gets decided in January. He has, he has to win it by January. That's the tough part, and that's what always kind of screws him over. Is, right? Is, is, is it's one in January? So right. we all decide. We we decide who wins in January. Most awards we decide by the All Star break. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's true, but I think McKinnon is going to have just a phenomenal year where I think for once in the regular season, everything goes right for him the entire time. And I think he's going to lead the Avs to another central division title, probably the best record in the West. And he's going to win that heart trophy for the first time. I, 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 I don't even know if that's really considered a hot take, but for me, that's a hot take. 
I mean, when you have a guy like McDavid at the top who's scoring 150 points yeah. every season, I mean, McKinnon is, for my money, without question, the second best player in the world right now. Him and McCarr, I think you can go back and forth on preference, but if at least we're talking about forwards, oh. it's it's obviously McKinnon. I mean, he was voted, what, second second overall center in the yeah. NHL Network countdown, which yeah. take that with however much validity you want. But They get like, a lot of things wrong. They got that part right. Yeah. Could you imagine if they had put McDavid at two? <laughs> I don't think you can get away with that. No, I mean, if they were looking for engagement on Twitter, they could have, but uh, they got, pl- they got plenty regardless. They had Pedersen at like 10, didn't they? I didn't even see it. I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't see it. I oh, it, Probably for the best, probably yeah. for the best to avoid being on Twitter as much as possible. Yeah. Oh dude, this is totally off topic. I saw a TikTok and I wanted to send it to you today. It was this guy had the Blackhawks finishing third in the central this year. That's not real. <laughs> that isn't real. That's not real. He put it in there, and I was like, "What?" Like, it's and then you had the Avs finishing second. I was like, "I mean, I could see a world where Dallas wins it." But it was We're not, just... I've, I will bet the existence of this show. The Avalanche will not play the Blackhawks in the playoffs this year. Uh, <laughs> I saw that, and I was like, "Where the fuck does this guy think that Chicago is going to?" Fucking what do you beat? think Connor Bedard is? Yeah, like he's not like he's gonna be it good. Took, but... It took McDavid like a couple a couple years to take the Oilers to the playoffs yeah. first. Oh, yeah, it just cracked me up. But back on the point of Nathan McKinnon, um, it's it's just crazy to think that I don't know if McKinnon's been overshadowed by McCarr in these past couple of years. I wouldn't, I wouldn't think so. No, but like he's definitely like there's two seats at the top of the table now. Yeah. I mean, it it helps that they play different positions where it's like McKinnon is, I think, very obviously to most people, the one B to Connor McDavid and Kale McCarr is the top of the world for defensemen. Right. I feel like at that point, you're able to, to separate the two because they play such different roles on the team that sometimes you can forget that they play on the same team sometimes, even though they're both absolutely fantastic. It's just, it's so hard to judge them side by side because McKinnon is such a special talent, but McCarr himself is a generational talent. Generational. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to be one of the greatest defensemen of all time. Like it's just the way it is, but I look at McKinnon too. And the thing that I think puts McKinnon over the top of a lot of players is his success in the playoffs. He's one of the best playoff performers in the NHL right now. Of all time. I mean, yeah, he's, he's played 77 games. He's at a hundred points. Yeah. 44 like, goals and 56 assists. Like I, I think it is an actual conversation of who do you take in the playoffs? Like first pick might be Nathan McKinnon. If for a playoff series. Yeah. He barely misses. Even when this team is not playing well in the playoffs, the Seattle series, Nathan McKinnon is destroying people. Yep. Every time he is on the ice, the other team is clenching for 40 seconds because they can't stop him. It is just a hope and a prayer that he ends the game with like two assists and doesn't absolutely spin cycle the entire defense. He's been doing it for years. He's been the best player in the play. It's, it's just, it's funny because it goes back to the McCarver's McKinnon like con Smythe, like you could have told me in a world, Nathan McKinnon would have won the con Smythe the year we won the cup. And I would have been like, yeah, that's totally cool with me. Like he was phenomenal all playoffs. So that team was it, ridiculous. Like, yeah. There's like reasonably four people who could have won the con Smythe. <laughs> I was about to say, like I'm thinking about it. And I was like, well, Landis had like a point per game. Nachushkin was a point per game. Yeah. McCarr was a point per game. McKinnon Kadri, was a point Kadri per game. had some of the biggest goals in history. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> that team was ridiculous. But I think that's what puts McKinnon over a lot of other players in the league is when the playoffs do come, which is the most important time of the year, you know what you're going to get out of Nathan McKinnon. And that's minimum a point per game. Yeah. What you get out of Nathan McKinnon is consistency. It is rare to see him have a bad night. He's not immune to bad nights, but they are rare. It is more common for him to have a three-point game than to look at an outing and say, wow, Nathan McKinnon wasn't very good today. Even if he's not at his best, he's still doing something. He's still putting up some sort of production, forcing other teams to focus on him. Even at his worst, he's always doing something. Yeah, he's always doing something. Let's change it. Like, What is one thing you would like to see him improve on this year? It's not trying to do everything himself because I feel like there are times when this team struggles and Nathan McKinnon is like, okay, I need to do this myself. And he clenches up and he starts gripping his stick pretty hard. And sometimes it can work and he can lead the team with a four point night to a win by himself, but it doesn't break the team out of anything. And there are times throughout the years where I felt like Nathan McKinnon is trying to do too much. And he feels like it is his responsibility to lead this team out of a mess, especially last year when the depth wasn't very good and no one was scoring. I felt like there were times where he tried to do too much. And when he was at his best last season and in the cup year was when everyone was producing. And then, oh, here's Nathan McKinnon as well. So that falls on other people too. They need to help him feel like he doesn't have to do everything himself but I feel like sometimes he also has to chill. I don't know if you can ever get Nathan McKinnon to chill. Yeah. Just to let the, let the game happen. Sometimes you went way deeper than I did. I think one thing I want to see him improve on, um, continue to work on. And I'm surprised he hasn't learned this from Crosby, just getting better at faceoffs. Like you need your number one center to be able to win a fucking faceoff. And there's times where, a majority of times McKinnon's not even taking the most important faceoffs. Yeah. I'd like to see him improve on that. Um his defense defensive analytics aren't the greatest. I I mean it it's it's a real nitpicky thing, but I would love to see his faceoff percentage get to like 53. That'd be great, which He's is a pretty big one, jump. One season in his career over 50 and that was the worst season of his career in 16-17. Yeah. Everything since then has been for the most part, comfortably under 50. Right. Like that's Last. the one thing I'd like to see him improve on because yeah. it it's a stupid part of the game, but winning a face-off is a very important thing. And ever since Kadri, uh, Landeskog went out, and now JT Comfer going out, who's going to win this team's face-offs? Like, the, one, the one thing you can slam dunk Ryan Johansson being good at is face-offs. That's yeah, the- but he's not going to be playing with McKinnon. Right. But that's the thing. Like we have yeah. one person on this team is going to win draws. It's Ryan Johansson. But yeah. for McKinnon, it's it's just one thing he's never been the best at. And if there's one thing yeah. you had to pin on your star player that maybe he's not the greatest at is faceoffs. Yeah. Could you imagine if he won faceoffs like Patrice Bergeron? Ridiculous. We he would just always <laughs> have the puck. Yeah. The the other team would just never get the puck ever. So it'd be ridiculous. Yeah, so that's like the one thing I'd like to see McKinnon improve on. Um, I do like your idea of him just being like, bro, take a chill pill. But I also think that Nathan McKinnon is just such a psychopath that he only knows one speed, and that is win at all costs. Yeah, and I don't want Nathan McKinnon to stop being a psychopath, but I also feel like there needs to be some trust towards some of his teammates sometimes. And sometimes they don't deserve it. 
I will give him credit for that. Absolutely. There are yeah. some times where you can't trust anyone else to do anything, but I feel like there are some times where he feels like he has to do everything himself and it's to a detriment. Right. right. But there are also times where that works out just fine. And yeah. I think it's more of finding a balance. I'm going to put you on the spot here. What was your favorite goal from McKinnon last year? There's so many. I mean, the I've, I think it was the last one he scored in the regular season against Nashville to clinch the division. Like, there's just so many of them. But the 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 Nathan McKinnon goals I always think about, he's, he's just flying down the wing in a way that nobody else can and sniping on a goalie. Those are always going to be my favorite McKinnon goals. Yeah, I think mine was the one where he, he scored against San Jose in overtime to get the 100 point. Like That's that whole shift one. was just crazy. And the way he scored, that, that one will always be one of my favorites. Um, but I mean, overall, like it's a real good problem to have that Nathan McKinnon is this fucking good, a real good problem. Wouldn't even, wouldn't even call it a problem. Yeah. I'd say awesome. Yeah. It's good news. So we have the highest paid player in the league for the next year, at least before (laughs) Matthew's contract kicks in. You know, what's going to be really funny is when Mitch Marner gets more money than him. That's going to be funny. Do we we really think that's going to happen? That Marner is going to get more than these guys? I think because Raj said that too. I Raj put it in my head, and I was like, "Yeah, that kind of makes a lot of sense." I could totally see someone paying him like twelve point eight. I I don't know why. I mean, you you are allowed to do it. I just don't. I feel like eleven for Mitch is, yeah, yeah. It's gonna fuck over the Miko Rantanen contract, but uh, I I think that's a real possibility. Yeah, it's just gonna be really funny in like five years when McKinnon has like the seventh. Highest contract from here and be like, oh, that's a good bargain. <laughs> yeah. Like the cap starts going up and now all these other stars are about to get paid. Like, yeah, it's going to be just fine. It is the highest paid player for now. For now. For now. But I mean, do you have anything else you want to touch on with McKinnon? I mean, just the fact that his signing bonus this year is uh, 15 and three quarter million dollars. What do you even do like when that money hits your bank account? Like, what, what would you like? I don't even know what I do. If I got that, like, do you like, I feel like I'd have to go buy something, but I don't even know what I'd buy. He'd probably just go buy like kale or something. Oh like, uh, yeah. He'd, he'd, he'd probably like a be a lot of... smarter than us and probably like invest in some stocks or something like that. But yeah. Gluten-free pasta. 15 million is what a signing bonus is. Closer to 16. <laughs> That's so fuck. His, his base salary this year is league minimum. That's awesome. <laughs> I don't like, I think if I was a player, like, wouldn't your motivation for the season be a little bit rougher on just the first day of the season? You get, you get all of your money and then the rest, like, could you imagine the paychecks coming in for him? <laughs> like the game checks. And it's like, I only made like 12 grand a day. <laughs> crazy, I, I just, honestly, I, that's something I've thought about too, where it's like, I don't know if my brain would be wired that way. If like, if you just gave me my, my $16 million <laughs> up front, <laughs> I mean, my I guess lazy the, ass would be like, I did it. I'm good. Yeah. In the college. playoffs, I guess you're technically not getting paid. So I guess it can be kind of the same thing. Oh, that's so awesome, man. Almost $16 million. Just at Holy once, shit. signing bonus. They just give Holy that to him. Shit, wire dude. that directly to his bank account. That's just, that would be, I don't even, like, I talk about winning the lottery and it's like, I don't know what's the first thing I buy. He probably owns like five houses already. Like probably. he probably has a fancy ass gym in one of these houses. Like what do you do with that much money when you already have that much money? Well, you get to figure it out the first time. Cause the next year it's the exact same thing. He gets another 15, three quarter million dollars. 
fucking awesome. Good for Nathan McKinnon, man. That is. Well, then the in the third year, it goes to only 15 and one quarter. Million. Oh, God. So, tough life for him. And then man. he gets a $25,000 more in his base salary. Oh, how does that happen? Like, it, that has to be like some sort of cap maneuvering that they're doing. No, doing. it's just I players just want their money up front. I'm sure they've got a lot of like people that invest all that and everything. I mean, any, any financial advisor worth their salt will tell you to get your money first instead, yeah. of, instead of in increments so you can invest it all and make more money. Oh, that's awesome. Good for Nathan McKinnon, man. Like, oh, we'll talk about it in the Miko Rantanen recap, but I think there's a very real possibility where Rantanen's going to be making more than McKinnon. We'll see where the market's at in two yeah. years, but I think we can finish up the McKinnon conversation with some grades and our final prediction for next year. I'll go first on my grade for McKinnon. It's an A, probably even an A+. Plus. I, there, I don't know what else you could have asked for him last season. He absolutely put this team on his back. I mean, I want to dock him for the injury, but again, it was 11 games. It feels like it was way more than 11 games, but it really wasn't that much. And when he was here, he was nothing short of spectacular. Every single night, I can think of one mistake off the top of my head, and that was the the last regular season game against Seattle, where he just had a, a terrible play. Other than that, ninety nine point nine percent of the time, McKinnon was phenomenal with this team. Hundred eleven points, forty two goals, sixty nine assists. Nice. It's, an, it's an A. I'm going A plus. I mean, it's very simply put, an A plus season from Nathan McKinnon and. He's going to keep putting together A-plus seasons, I feel like. So I, I, I'm i going to stick by it. I think he wins the heart this year. I think he wins the Ted Lindsay, finally gets that award. But I, I we know Nathan McKinnon, the only thing he cares about is win that Stanley Cup. That's yeah. the only thing he cares about. Yeah. It's just so crazy. Like, that was his first time hitting 100 points, and he hasn't won a heart. Probably should have two hearts. In a different world, he has 500-point seasons right now, yeah. and we're having a whole completely different conversation. Yeah. Agreed. So – Nathan McKinnon, very good, very lucky to be a member of the Avs. Yeah. That, that's how I feel. <laughs> I'm going to say, well, I'm going to go 130 points as well. I like it. I think he's going to play at least most of the season, and he's going to hit 50 goals, and he's going to he's going to get there. I think he'll hit 130. I, I'm going to go one up. Yeah, I think he breaks Sackick's record. I think he gets 137. I like it. I like it even more. I hope that's the case. I hope so too. I think that's going to do it for us on this recap on the Tell It Abs It Is podcast. This one covering Nathan McKinnon. When you hear from us again in a couple of days, we'll be talking about the next MVP candidate on this team, Miko Rantanen, who just had an unbelievable season as well. And much like McKinnon, the team would have absolutely stunk without him. But that is going to do it for us on this edition of the Tell It Abs It Is podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Use promo code tell it as it is on SeatGeek for $20 off your first order of $50 or more. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow me at GYoungsNHL. You can follow Christian at Christian underscore Belay. And you can follow the show at Tell It As It Is. But again, thank you all so very much for tuning in, and we will catch you all next time. But until then, let's go abs.